Okay, feeling good? Cat, you good? Right, we've we've long rested figured out? in the All end, right? right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so okay. just as a, a a brief aside before I make someone give me a recap here, um, I wrote it this time. You wrote it this time. <laughs> Last time was awful. I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I that's good. That's good. Um, I forget what episode are we on. I, I do this every time. D and D episodes of Vernus. Fifteen. Fifteen. And we're still not it. We're in chapter one. Okay. Okay. Of we're five. gonna speed run it. Right. Yeah. Right. Ready, right, rest of the group. We're gonna speed run right, right through. Let's just fucking skip two, line. three, and four. Do some like satanic ritual shit and summon Satan. <laughs> <laughs> fight and Throw. fight Satan. Yeah, at level four. You want to do that? Gonna fucking smear Klim's blood in a pentagram <laughs> all over the place. God, someone oh needs to to talk about this. Like, Klim is just a smear on a wall somewhere, and you know, somewhere. in a grave. I thought, I thought we gathered up most of him, him and put, yeah, and chucked them in in the ground. Right, but like, that was it, and we just moved on. I don't think we moved on, Joel. We had a funeral, <laughs> and then and then V made the little um. The uh, orb thing. Yeah, the oh. orb. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds like you've got some unresolved issues. I do because house. I miss him. All right. <laughs> yeah, I do too. One of my favorite NPCs. I'm fucking wasting a resurrection spell on Clem. Whoa. Fucking what? Him up again. I'll resurrect him and be like, "Hey, Clem, you hungry? I cooked you breakfast. Have another egg." <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, hey, hi. Welcome to Descent to Avernus, episode apparently 15. Uh, we've descended into many basements, but not Avernus. One day. One day, probably. As a brief reminder to the cast here, yes, a long rest was had at the end. Uh, well, during the last session here. The end of last session really just ended with us seeing into Cyrus's fever dreams, uh, where he was reprimanded soundly for his reckless actions. Um... And we'll have to, you know, figure out if that affects anything of his from there. But before we get back into this, I do want everyone to roll me a d20. And we'll see who has the joy, the pleasure. Uh, I was going to say, that was such a good recap. You're done. No, 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 no. A plus. Oh, Francis, looking good. Oh, the one. <clears throat> looking oh, good. Joel. Go fuck yourself. Man, wow. Fra wow, Francis, it looks like you'll be giving us the recap today. Please, mm. go ahead. I know you took ample amounts of notes. I never take notes. I've got a perfect my memory. My notes are really good. I have a perfect no. memory. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I can't remember exactly when the last episode began, but I, I think that it was when we set off for Candlekeep. Is that right? Yes. Um. Yeah. So, um, us getting horses and stuff. Last session, you all saw us leave uh, Baldur's Gate. We were probably outfitted and given horses and a cart, and um, off we went. Um, as we were traveling, we saw a vast amount of refugees coming into or attempting to gain entry to Baldur's Gate, and um, some children tried to steal um, some of our gold, and some of it was given to them, and... Um, uh, there was this issue with the, with the group of them following off the children, uh, or a group of bandits or something, but I don't think any of us really saw that. Or No, that was just that. for our camera to note that, you know, maybe there were some issues caused by handing children a bunch of money. 
He doesn't know. That dead, that dead now. It's fine. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, we um, continued along the road. Um, and later that day, as we were traveling, a, a farmer on a cart was coming the opposite direction. And as we tried to pass, well, you wouldn't believe it, but uh, he, he turned into a, a, a devilish creature of some sort. Uh, grew wings and flew up into the air and uh, demanded that we hand over this uh, strange-looking shield that V is in possession of. Um, we had a fight and, well, it devolved a bit. Um, a grappling hook was affixed to the uh, flying creature and well, Cyrus, in his infinite wisdom, began to climb the grappling hook as the, the creature flew higher and higher, taking Cyrus with it. Um, until, well, he had a, a long fall. Um, and we narrowly uh, avoided having another splattered uh, ally um, by handily, well, or myself mainly, he, uh, healing him just before he impacted the ground, allowing Cyrus to... I don't know, brace himself a bit uh, before he shattered into a thousand pieces. <laughs> um, but he's obviously uh, severely injured, so we took him to a nearby village. Um, is that on the map there? <laughs> yeah, it says Iriarin. Uh, yep. Uh, well, that's where, so we went to Iriarin, uh, um, where we um, came upon a, a tavern and uh, we asked for whatever healing. Uh, facilities they had and it was an old weird man in the woods so we set out the next day got the As old weird man in the woods um, who seems to be growing some sort of dubious mushrooms um, that Hugo was paying attention to um, but nonetheless we returned with uh, said old man and he prepared some sort of concoction for Cyrus that for what the old man said it, it reset all his bones and uh, I believe it would have caused Cyrus quite a bit of pain um, and then I don't know Cyrus started muttering in his sleep but uh, I didn't pay too much attention to that <laughs> and uh, well that's that was better down for the evening that's great that was awesome well done, well done. <laughs> yes. I'm, uh, I'm, so you, I'm so glad you brought up about the child pickpockets because I just have one line in my notes that just says I choke slammed a child, and I had no idea what that was about. So that's what that was about. I remember picked him up off his feet. Choke slammed a yep. child. Oh yeah, and then you hired them to guard your your stuff as you made your way over the bridge there. They did a good um, job. They did a good job. They and did now a, they're dead. And now they mm -hmm. they're something. Um, yeah. So this is where we we find ourselves. <clears throat> at the beginning of our our 15th episode. Oh, blimey. Still in Iriarin, um, having rested, basically monitoring what has happened to Cyrus here uh, and his progress. What would you guys like to do? Um, so if we all slept in, is it like a communal room or separate rooms or? Uh, it, it, Iriarin's not very busy. You probably would have had, like, a couple of double rooms uh, at this particular inn. Oh, this is good music for this little place. Iriarin's a nice place. Ah, country village. Fantastic. Ooh, what a nice name. Yes. Now, uh, yeah, you would have rested peacefully. All except Cyrus. 
who, uh, Cyrus, you have three points of exhaustion. Go. <laughs> oh. So, uh, it's not like you can sneeze and die or something. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's like disadvantage on everything and half speed. You uh, <laughs> you're you're hurting, my friend. At least I'll stop him climbing so high. So. <laughs> uh, this is a result of you not having an actual uh long night's rest for the last two days. So you are. You're feeling it. You're really feeling it here. That being said, you all wake up in uh, the, the end, the trimmed chase. I hate random <laughs> generators. Uh, mm-hmm. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. <laughs> Could have been worse. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you're, you know, the rest of you had a, a wonderful night's sleep where you think you were very successful in rebuilding Cyrus without spoons. So that's pretty good. We've made him stronger than before. <laughs> Potentially. We'll have to or see. Or less, because he doesn't have spoons. So, what would you like to do? Well, I suppose we we should probably check on Cyrus. Yeah. The first thing. Okay. Uh, in that room, Cyrus, uh, I think he was still left on the door that was brought up here, so he's been sleeping on this door. On the door. Uh, in the bed there, sleeping. So very unrestful. Um, wasn't that the front door to the inn? Yes. Yes, it was. Surely they came through and was like, can I have my door back? No, they had a spare door. They put it in. It's fine. It's kind of just like propped up there. They don't want to bother you. You're all very dangerous looking people. Um, Yeah, they're not going to they're not going to bother you about it. But Cyrus is still probably laying there uh, in and out of his slumber. Cyrus, this is the first time that you were conscious in the last two days. Morning, Cyrus. Uh, Feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> are you oh, good. Sure? You'll, be, you'll be ready to uh, walk to Candlekeep then, are you? Arousing speech, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't, I don't think he looks so good, guys, still. Are we sure the potion worked? Well, he's not dead, so I dare say it did something. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, we have a wagon now. Yes, I think he may be making use of that. Right. Well, um... Poor Cyrus. (laughs) Did we want to... Hugo, you wanted to talk about the, um... Those weird... Those weird poisonous mushrooms we saw, right? Yeah, so I think that old man's definitely up to something, but, uh... Well, I mean, it's, it's, it really, it's, it's up to all of us, right? I mean, do we think we have time for that? We are somewhat pressed in our journey to Candlekeep, I imagine, but... It is something that we could inquire into. I'm... I don't know, it's just... He might just grow them for his personal use or something. He did save our friend, maybe we just let it go. Maybe we do, yes. We don't want, uh, this little side mission to uh, slow us down anymore, if you like. <laughs> now Cyrus is wagon-bound, at least, you know, he won't be falling from any great heights. That's a... However, we do need to speak about uh, that shield you're carrying, as really that was somewhat the cause of this uh, ill fortune, if you like. Yes, actually, and V's gonna, like, take it out, like, of her thing. Just, let me, let me see if I can ask about that. Um, 
And she's gonna like think, like as touching the shield. Why was that devil thing after you? You said that you had to get to Hell's, but I didn't. Why is he above ground? <clears throat> Why is he above ground? Yeah, I think that's an excellent question. As uh, you look at the shield of the Hidden Lord, who has so promised you that they are definitely a celestial and in no way linked to anything nefarious. Um, well, like I said, there are things, people who are after me, my power, trying to keep me bound here within shield. That was just one that you meet. I think you've met another before, though I cannot be sure. Um, well, uh, sh the shields, we should give you a name. The shield, uh, said that they're trying to stop him from getting released, so they want to keep him in the shield, and by that's why they're trying to get after it. Um, do you want to try talking to him? Maybe. Oh, I'd I'd love to. Sure. Um, you just like hand him the shield. <laughs> well, I can, yeah. I mean, Hello? I can I can maybe talk to it without holding it because I have psychic whispers. But yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I'll I'll try doing that. I'll try focusing on the shield. I guess with that. Yeah, and you definitely feel a link being made there. There is something sentient within the shield. Yeah, and I'll just uh, telepathically say to it, kind of like, so, um, who exactly is it that's accompanying us, if I may know your name? I am known as the Hidden Lord, and this is all you need to know. That doesn't sound awfully altruistic, does it? You are not my holder. I owe you nothing. Can I hold the shield for a moment? Uh, yeah. I don't see right right now. Um, I'll take the shield off V. Oh, uh, look, I'm v, your holder. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. As you attempt to give the shield away. Yeah, I mean, like, that's 10. You try to proffer the shield out, and you feel your muscles tighten. Can't give it away. Your hands clamp do down. I, do on I the see shield. this? It's, it's pretty visible, I think. Maybe the okay? confusion on V's face. Um, I... My body won't give it away. I've... What? Um, oh, oh, I... She's, like, starting to get, like, a little, like, tensed up and worried. She's, like, trying to, like, throw it, but it's, like, not... It's, like, holding on. Yeah. It's, like, holding on. Um, it, it won't... Come off! Well, that's I okay. Can't. Don't don't worry about that for now. And uh, telepathically, I'll, I'll say to the shield, to the hidden lord, if you like, I'll say, so it seems you hold some sway over my friend. You might not find you have the same sway over me. I don't need you. Ah. But I know that I don't think that you're being entirely truthful. I feel you are not entirely truthful to your friends. That may be the case, but at least my motives are, you know, more or less aligned with theirs. For now. Also the case, but I feel like yours have never been there. And you may see harm come to them. 
I only desire to be delivered to Avernus. That mm. is the deal that I made. The deal with whom? Your friend V. Hmm. Well, if you can see a little into my motives, you know that I serve a power likely far greater than your own, so... <laughs> yes. I'm sure. Well, this is going to be awfully fun, isn't it? V just sees, like, Hugo just staring just at, looking it at it for, like, a yeah. while. I'm just um, staring and, like, smirking, but very yeah. seriously at the like, shield. As, as like, she's, like, flailing in concern. Um, H Hugo, are, is everything okay? This is a little concerning. V, whatever is in your shield is not something that is going to be a benefactor to you. No, V, do not listen. I've already given you such great gifts. Feel the power that you hold when you have me. Uh, roll me an insight check, V. And okay. and go ahead and do the, the, the same thing for me here, Hugo. Because you're All watching. Right. Okay, nice, that's a good two. We like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 12, but wait. If I failed anything, I'll, I'll add a d6 to it. You should add a d6. Let's add a <laughs> d6 to it. Uh, a three, so 15. There you go. Um... You watch as, like, it looks like the eyes glow for a moment. And it is not speaking to you. This is directly to V. Mm. I can give you more. I can give you more power. Things that will help you on your journey. Um, and you feel something change about the shield, V, as you have access to more of the abilities there. The shield has three charges. You can use an action to expend one charge to cast Fireball or two charges to cast Wall of Fire from the shield. Um, that's cat saying. Okay. Oh, um, being seduced by the shield! <laughs> uh, oh. There oh, is more. I, didn't... I can give you more. If only you but keep your promise. Listen, I... I don't like how I'm not able to drop you, but... My father always told me to keep your word. For now, at least let me know your name. Roll me a persuasion check. Ooh. Oh goodness, it's a zero. That is a zero. <laughs> wow. You do Actual not need zero. to know my name. I am the Hidden Lord. All you need to do, and you feel like this will absolutely being exerted on you in the moment, right? Is deliver me to Avernus. Okay. You made a deal. I have given you more. We will continue on our... And V's going to turn to her friends at this point. She's going to say, I don't think we have much choice but to continue on our journey. Hmm. Whatever it is you're doing is clearly your own personal battle and one that I likely should not become further involved in, but heed my words in that if you can, cast that damn thing into the ocean the first chance you get. 
I'll heed your word. But for now, I've, it has unlocked more abilities for me, so it might be useful for this next portion of the battles that come ahead. Yes, some, uh, some gifts may not be worth the price, but we must move onwards regardless. Although, I do think that we should have a name for him. Because I don't know about you, but saying the Hidden Lord makes me a little bit more uncomfortable. We should call it Rude Shield. I like Rude Shield, <laughs> yes. We can call it Rude. It is rude. rather rude. Rhea speaks up. I was going to call him Rat Bastard, but I guess Rude <laughs> Shield works too. Rat Bastard's a good one, yes. Very well. Well, Rude, you're coming with me. Good. You don't really have a choice. Okay. Um, Does V wear the shield, like, slung on her back? She has it, like, attached to her, like, arm at this point. Uh, okay. it's, it's, like a, a, it's a big boy shield, it's too. It's a big yeah. shield. If V turns away from me, I'm just going to flip off the shield. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Make myself, myself feel better. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, Hugo, what have you been doing this morning? Were you watching the the interactions here in the room with Cyrus and everything? Uh, do you mean Francis? You said Hugo there, Joel. Oh, because I have you guys in the wrong spot on uh, my on my thing. Oh. Uh, whoops. Hey, viewers. Oops. Oops. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this <laughs> is totally like, set up. Did anybody notice at twelve eighteen, Craig was in Connor's spot and Connor was in Craig's spot? Thumbs up if you agree. <laughs> I, I will pin that over the the work that is being done by someone I'm very now kind go, in I'm giving timestamps. No, yeah. no, no timestamps. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no. I've... I will. We will it. upvote all of them. <laughs> um, but I. Got... I guess to, to return to D and D, um, I would have what? been. I don't know. Just, just, I guess, standing at the bedroom window, smoking a smoking a morning pipe and, yeah. and kind of half listening. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you considering? What is what's going on in Francis's brain? I don't know how much the the room is going to cost us and the uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, um, sure. Nothing, nothing, not a whole lot going on in there this morning. I'll be honest. In mm. <laughs> Francis's brain. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so... I love how, you know, uh, Cyrus is, like, half dead on, on some door, and I were dealing with the shield things, and Francis, Francis is like, well, I don't know, like, not a care, relax. Looking out over <laughs> the countryside here and out yeah, towards like the woods. like his little like... Airbnb getaway. Yes. <laughs> Good nice vacation. to the city for a change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might get a place out here. <laughs> Seems nice. Uh, Okay. So that being said, if there's nothing else that you would like to do in Iriaren, uh, you can pay your your fee for being here. The dwarven woman that runs the place uh, looks at you curiously as you make your way down with the door and Cyrus on it. She says, uh, I do think that you should probably leave me my own door, but just, you know, you can put him on the cart and then bring it back in. It'll, uh, I believe we were going to do that, but you're quite right. Right. I just wanted to remind you... Uh, Good doors are hard to come by. Is that a... I'll just sort of whisper. Is that a country saying? <laughs> I'd imagine so. Doors are a fairly new technology here, I think. So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess we... Load him up. 
yeah door cyrus onto the back of the car and like, then return the door between all the like supplies and things that you have there um Ballister Fisk had brought around the, the carriage there. It seems that he was up bright and early and ready to get a move on towards Candlekeep. Um, yeah, and you hand the door back, and you find uh, Gilgally, Giggly, and old Ben kind of just waiting outside, and they're you know, seemingly to see you off. Here you are in. The little, little, little waves. Thanks for your help, lads. Best of luck. Have you ever said lads before? What is this? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to act more provincial. Ah, of course. <laughs> yep. A little nod, and you make your way out of Iriaren. Um, yeah, cool. Back out on the road, carriage trundling along. Um, the days kind of move by. About a five-day journey from Baldur's Gates all the way to Candlekeep and. You spent a little bit of downtime here in between trying to make sure Cyrus doesn't die, which, you know, respect for that. Um, not much else happens on the journey, though the weather starts to turn. Clouds hang low, and it does rain more often than not. Maybe you have to, like, cover Cyrus's body in the back so he doesn't just get soaked while he's back there. But at one point in time, Rhea, who's been... Mostly quiet and seemingly deep in thought. She's had lots to deal with since leaving Baldur's Gate. And learning a whole lot of things that have turned her entire world upside down. She speaks up at one of the campfires that you have while you make your journey to Candlekeep. And she tells you a story. It was over a century past that the Great Troubles began. Fiends roamed the lands to the north and west of El Terrell. Fields were despoiled, livestock slaughtered, homes raised, and people dragged off to a terrible and unknowable fate. Terror gripped the hearts of all. The city's cavalry rode across the land, striking down fiends wherever they found them and suffering fearful losses. But it was never enough. For every fiend they destroyed, it seemed as though two more appeared elsewhere. The ruler of El Terrell, the High Rider, asked his people to pray to the gods for aid. To everyone's astonishment, a mighty angel entered the city the next day. Her name was Zario, which means Companion of Light. The prayers of El Terrell had been heard, and help had come. Zario located the gate through which the fiends were entering the natural world, on the fields of the dead west of the city. Zariel declared that she would lead the cavalry into Avernus, destroying the infernal host that was amassing there, and striking a, a great blow against the forces of darkness. The High Rider sent out the Riders of El Terrell, now numbering many thousands, with Zariel at their head, riding a golden mastodon. The great cry, Zariel and her army charged through the gate. The legions of Avernus trembled and buckled, but did not crumble. Zariel was defeated and the remnants of her army returned to El Terrell, overcome with grief at the loss of their glorious general, but confident that the lords of the Nine Hells would think twice about threatening El Terrell again. There were great celebrations to honor the valiant knights of the cavalry, who became known as Hell Riders from that day on. She looks around. This is, this is the story they tell us when 
We sign up to become Hellriders and begin our training. The glory of the ride, striking down the fiends beyond of protecting our home. He looks down. But it seems that that wasn't everything. And that betrayal lurks in every corner. She goes quiet again. Rhea, do you... Do you think the stories are true? Some of them must be. The companion's light that hung over Elturel, the orb of light that shone above the city. The story of Zario. Some of it must be true. Hmm. I dare say it probably is. Much of it will be embellished by now, but hmm. there's likely a thread of truth in there somewhere. To sell the young folks like me on coming hell riders like their fathers before. Precisely, but it hasn't exactly all turned out negatively for you. You're quite a formidable young woman. <laughs> Likely wouldn't be if you hadn't joined, you know? No, no. Leo, you are very right. Just... I fear for my people. The ones that did escape are in really no better condition trying to get into Baldur's Gate than those that have. You've seen the state of that city? Blood oh, yeah. on every corner there. Yeah, so Francis and I grew up in it. It's not the best of places. I worry that I won't be able to save them, but I am going to try. What if uh, what is happening is a, a similar invasion to that in the story? Is there a gate somewhere out there right now that the creatures like we fought the other day came from? She, she looks apologetic mostly I, I I don't I don't know I I was a rider I, I wasn't any tactician or mastermind or leader or anything like that there Had could you be things like that before she she shakes her head no I, those that worshiped them maybe at the occasional smaller devil nothing nothing like the one that looks back at Cyrus back of the uh, the cart there nothing nothing like that yes uh, it's hmm. a bit unsettling that that thing is still out there and if there's more of them yes all the times for me to miss that probably wasn't this wasn't the spot you did your best you think it will be back oh i'd say so and if not its friends will be it really wanted the shield, and since, well, we found out I, it's not going anywhere. Um, Perhaps it could be stored in, in Candlekeep. Would it be secure? Falister, would you would you know if they'd have a place? Oh, Candlekeep is the most secure. There are plenty of people there with great magical power, plenty of mages and wizards and priests of great renown. That, yes, we have many rooms that have locks, with no keys. It would be good to leave it there, I think. If we can, let's see what we can do there then. Um, I'm sure somebody can help you with that. I don't... I don't want to face that thing again anytime soon. She looks back at Cyrus. It hurt <laughs> my friend, and I won't forgive it. 
Yes, I think uh, moving forward, we may want to enact some form of policy whereby we leave the sinister-looking artifacts in the, you know, for lack of a better word, dungeons where we find them. It might be somewhat more, you know, conducive to our, our longevity in this world. Especially Cyrus, as we all know, apparently he can't, uh, can't resist attempting to die, so... Yes, I was... At least I he's was... laughing, that's an improvement. He's barely moved for the past <laughs> yeah, I'm sleeping, just laughing. <laughs> Funny dream. Um, Dude, Cyrus has to push it to the limit. Seriously. Yes, I was only trying to help in the research that uh, was was being done there. I didn't realize I couldn't drop it down afterwards. Yes, it's somewhat of an unforeseen consequence, I imagine. Oh well, like Fallister says, from what I've heard of the place, I do believe those at Candlekeep will be best positioned to help us. I've heard they're marvelously resourceful. Well, let's head there with great haste then. Hmm. Best time to get off the road before that thing finds us again. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you continue on. Again, the weather turning a, a bit as you make your way towards Handlekeep. Over the past four days, the weather on the coastway has gradually worsened. Dark clouds release heavy rain until the road runs thick with mud. Yet, you trudge on, passing by friendly merchant caravans heading north. Fortunately, none of them turning into flying devilish creatures hurling fire at you. On the morning of the fifth day, Sounds the good. rain subsides, but the dark clouds remain. Ahead, you see a path branch from the wider road heading to the sea. A raven perches solemnly on a leaning post bearing two signs that point like arms towards the west. One says, the way of the lion. The other says, Candlekeep. Ballister speaks up. Ah, we should be there by mid-afternoon if we uh, take the road here. What's the way of the lion? Huh, the road that we will be on. Oh, I see. Why is it called that? and scratches his head. Oh, maybe a lion walked here at some point in time. And this is the way. <laughs> Do we believe? He doesn't seem convinced. And your time spent with Falister is most everything he says is a joke or in some way sarcastic. Uh, yeah. I mean, none of us know enough to disprove you, Falister, so I'm somewhat inclined ah. to buy into the myth. Then yes, this is the way the lion went. There you go. See, conviction, that's all you needed. He seems satisfied with himself. <laughs> well, way of the line it is, I suppose. Yes, let's go that way. Proceed towards Candlekeep. The afternoon sun shines through the clouds to illuminate the gray walls and pale spires of a time-worn fortress that stands majestically atop a rocky promontory overlooking the sea. Trail leads. I'll pull this up so people at home can also see the lovely picture of Candlekeep as it sits over the edge of this cliff face. That's a terrible job of parking a ship. 
who, who parked it there? <laughs> it's fine. You know? It's totally fine. You have to wait fine. for very, very, very high tide. That's all. Right. <laughs> Continue forward. Carriage trundling along. Towards Candlekeep. At the gatehouse, you're greeted by three monks in purple robes. A human, a dwarf, and a sun elf, their skin golden in color. Around their necks hang the holy symbols of Denier, the god of riding, whose symbol is a lit candle above an open eye. Welcome to Candlekeep, the elf says. A gift is required for those seeking admittance. You must donate a book or scroll that already isn't in the library's archives. Please present your gift for inspection. Hopping down out of the cart, rather sauntering over to him, Falster Fisk presents the collection of recipes from his grandmother over to the elf man. Which V has memorized. Mm, indeed, all of those in there. Uh, lots of spices you don't know, but yes, everything seems and sounds delicious there. Uh, yeah. Hands it over, and the elf hands it to the, the dwarf there and the human. A moment, please, while we evaluate your gift. And he steps back to take a look at the recipes as well. There's some muttering and mumbling and smiles between the three of them there as they take a look over the recipe book. And the elf walks back and says, I don't think we have one of these. This is wonderful. A, a precious gift that you have given us here. Please, welcome. The Candlekeep. The Court of Air is yours to peruse as you need to. The Inn is open and has rooms available should you need lodging. The bathhouses are just inside should you need some time to... And he looks at all of you, still probably covered in blood and mud, need to wash off the dirt of the road. They push the gate open behind and open up into Candlekeep beyond. Cart trundles through into the court of air, and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just do a little little candlekeep map. Yeah. Oh, it's been so long. Look at candlekeep. <laughs> yeah. So some of the the people at home will remember this from previous shows. But uh, take a look at at. God, I love candlekeep. Candlekeep here. Candlekeep is wonderful. So you it's would like find the yourself. best setting they've made. I think candlekeep's awesome. You'll find yourself in the Court of Air. Large, open area. You can see the green of the Emerald Door on the far side as you trundle through with your cart here. Um, yeah. And here, though it is a place of study, mostly a library, out here functions more like a city would. People moving about, um, carts and other supplies being moved between things, the sounds of work being done out here in the Court of Air as well. The inn to your south looks comfortable and warm. The bathhouses, steam rising from them, and the pillars of pedagogy study can be done up to the northern side. Ballister looks at you all and says, Well, uh, welcome to my home, I think. Uh, we could stay at the inn here. Uh, I will have access through the Emerald Door as one of the members of the interior. Should you need to have rest here or for us to maybe uh, leave the cart? 
I'm not sure what you want to do with uh, Cyrus here, though. Well, Cyrus, do you feel up to walking now? And Cyrus, it's been about four days. Um, you mostly feel okay. Have you tried walking in any of the, like, intervening nights that you've been conscious? No? Ah, uh, you've just been laying down? Just laying down. Soaking in his own piss. Okay. Oh, okay. okay, come on. Oh, wow. Jesus. Well, I would get up to go to the bathroom, I well, guess. You. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, do you want to try and stand? Yeah, I'll try and stand. Okay. Uh, roll me an athletics check at disadvantage. Why is it going to be athletics, though? <laughs> because that is the strength of your body. Oh, no. You're clearly not going to use it. I, I uh, might as well have that. Maybe... Oh, I, I clicked the wrong button. Hey, I got a 16. 16. You lean on the carriage and step out. Legs definitely shaky underneath you. Been a while since you've used them, and you've never used them in this state before, right? This is... uh. They've been reconstructed. Again, the striations of scarring across the legs lie that there was some tearing inside that happened in the rebuilding of Cyrus's lower half. It's shaky, but you are able to stand. I, I will support myself a little bit more with my staff, and um, I'll, I'll, tr I'll just be like, uh... Yeah, I can I can walk. Still a little bit tired and stuff, but you know, it's, I'm okay. Fallister, That's good. Yeah, Falster looks at you and the rest of the group. Ah, actually, before I present us to my boss, uh, maybe we do make use of the bathhouses. We are uh, a bit of a mess. Oh, time for the onsen episode. If you'd like, I would. Yeah, uh, the bathhouse and steam house is closer to the gate here, and you can see steam rising from it and people making their way in and out. Though it has been rainy recently, it does look like there are baths available. Um, spacious rooms in the building contain heated pools for respite, and you see people engaging in casual conversation and some seemingly debating. There are also chambers with hot saunas and massage parlors. I wonder well, if this bathhouse has a, uh, basement. Fallister <laughs> <laughs> looks curiously at you and says, I suppose we could ask, why would you want to proceed into a basement? Oh, you know, holding hands with skeletons, nearly dying, murder, that sort of stuff, really. Getting magic beans as well? Oh, yes, magic beans, yes. Well, I still got some of those, actually. Oh, that is all very... Interesting. Uh, he walks over to one of the attendants and he has a quick conversation with them. There is a uh, private bath that we would like to use uh, Use it or in the, uh, the western side. Lead on, I guess. Yeah. Let's lead the way. Yeah. Well, a couple of attendants follow with like towels and robes and things like that and lead you out into a private steamy chamber uh, clean with water and plenty of soap and other things of fragrance around as well. 
they'd leave you there with your things and um, exit the room. Ballister, without any caution or worry, just disrobes and steps into the uh, the water there and soaks in and goes, Oh, it has been way too long since I've been able to do this. Did you know that being imprisoned in uh, a basement, huh? Like the one that you were talking about, very uncomfortable, especially when you have devils poking and prodding at you with their bearded blades. I mean, I'd imagine so, really. Can't be the most relaxing of pastimes. Hmm. Yes. Just like in the uh, first bathhouse episode, Cyrus is just going to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. Cyrus, you slowly in. get in. Slowly yeah. get yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lean um, in. It is, yeah, and and it feels it feels good on on especially your rebuilt lower half here. Uh, it's relaxing and restorative, I think. Yeah, uh, and Falster looks. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to. There are other private rooms if you feel the need for propriety. I, uh, I probably should have asked before, but uh, it is just what we do. Maybe, maybe us women should go separate, and me and Rowan, and Rhea, I yeah. guess. Yeah, Rhea kind of looks at, just gives you a quick nod. Um, these people from out of town don't really understand, um, do they? It's fine. It's fine. We're just yeah. And there's like a, a separate room off to the side of it. Alistair looks abashed. Really, it's like oh. I knew I was forgetting something. I'm sorry. Uh, towels are there on the bench. Uh, enjoy. Uh. I, I think like Rowan would be like scooting out as fast as possible, but V's like still kind of interested in the human body. Sure. Males, so she's still like, like giving <laughs> so one last like, look and oh. stuff and then, okay. <laughs> and then she'll follow. Uh, yeah. As, as you will. Francis, Hugo, you partake in any of the uh, relaxation? Of the oh, area, yeah, I would happily, happily have a bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd get in, but I'd very carefully kind of put my, my gear within arm's reach on the side. I think. Yeah, I think. Fortunately for you, if you ever need a weapon, you just have yeah, to. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like you can't summon me, it so. to your hand, right? Like but, that's... you know, single towel, sweaty is not the best uh, combat look, I guess. Sure. So. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, and you can find yourself. Restoring within the baths here. Falister looks around and says, So, uh, if this takes you all the way to Avernus, are you going to go? I mean, at this point, I'm rather counting on it, if I'm honest. Indeed, why is that? Well, I mean, everything awfully, you know, awfully seems to be pointing in that direction, doesn't it? Now we even have a shield seemingly glued to one of our companions that's also demanding to be returned to Avernus, so realistically I don't see any other way of resolving this. We already know something's happened to Elturel and But what uh, to... connection do you have to those people? Now I understand out of the goodness of your heart, but Hugo, Francis, you are both rather uh... I do not know how to say this nicely. Uh, selfish? Well, okay. First off, Francis is lovely. Secondly, I suppose so. Nicest thing you ever said. I have my own um, 
motivations essentially you know we all mm. ha i, I see it's like he like recognizes like ah so yeah i mean i've continues. still got my like i still got like my pendant on realistically so but yeah i you know i i'm somewhat motivated to combat followers of that creed regardless so and he notes i mean he obviously notes the like the pendant and stuff he hasn't said anything about it but you note clear recognition like He's alert. He might be a spy, but he's definitely someone from yeah. Candlekeep. He knows his shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, when, he, when he clocks it, I'll just say, like, you might make your assumptions about me, and I assume most of them may even be correct, but you're probably wrong about some things. I am a scholar and also a spy. People have many assumptions about me as well. Well, I mean, you know, we found you rotting in a basement, so... I was not so good at spying there, was I? No, not so much. And scholarship, not the most helpful in a scenario like that. Very true. Though I did memorize the entire layout down there, it was just unfortunate that you had no use for my knowledge. Yes. Well, what about you, Francis? Seems Hugo has some need to go to Avernus, even if his needs are his own. What I'm... drives you? I'm not, I don't know exactly. I suppose it, I couldn't live with myself if I, you know, just said, okay, that's, I've seen it off. I'll leave you all to it. You know, I am. Um... It is the safer route. You have seen what happened to Cyrus, and that is here on the material plane. Imagine the horrors of what is below. I, un I understand that it is incredibly dangerous and... Um, I'm not ruling out the the option just yet of of bolting for the door, but mm. um, I couldn't live with myself if I just abandoned this. It seems I don't know, not, not that we've been chosen, but the, but with the right people in the right place. Yeah. Yes, there's yeah. there's not really anyone else to to pass it off onto. Suppose that is true. Many of the heroes of the stories listed here in Candlekeeper, well, they are dead and gone, or not around. Suppose it's time for new heroes, then. I'm not so sure about being a hero, but I think heroes are somewhat made by the history, right? No, How you many are... of them in actuality are You are a hero heroic. to me? Huh? Save me. From my imprisonment of devils and whatever that family was doing. Well, I suppose I'm a savior to you, perhaps, but I don't know if you'd call me a hero truly. Maybe not yet. Cyrus, you have seen the most pain of all of them, though it is good to see you on your feet again. What drives you to Avernus? You are muted, sir. So yeah, uh, kind of funny story there. You see how I'm like, you know, look like this? Mm. My family doesn't look like that. Um, it appears that I was, um, some might say blessed, uh, by a god who uh, currently is not very happy with me, but that's besides the point. Um, Gods so, are seldom happy, so this is, uh, this as, tracks. You know, fair uh but yeah he um it 
it uh, once uh, you know you would like to see the devils taken down a peg I suppose a bit of justice for those below hmm. I suppose yeah I mean also it's like it's like the right thing to do right and wrong so interesting how that is always so different between people well I I, I feel like kind of objectively speaking it's the right thing to do to try and save El Torel if possible look I'm not from there not from Baldur's Gate maybe I mean from what I from what I experienced in Baldur's Gate not exactly the best place but uh, you know there are people in there that aren't awful I think so you know do it for them not the evil conniving D-bags who are making deals with devils and threatening people because they're poor. I suppose that is good. Using your blessing to help those in need. Hmm. I suppose it is good that you live then. How are you feeling? Tired. Huh. Very, very tired. Um, I feel a little, you know, twisted up. I might need to go uh, get one of those massage type things. Ah, well, uh, once you have access here, you are welcome. Use any of the facilities available here in Candlekeep. Our gift allows us to have our stay for a time. Alistair, will we be granted full entry into Candlekeep itself? I'm not really too sure how it how it works. Uh, indeed, uh, I will grant us access through the Emerald Door and into the Inner Sanctum. As Silvira Savikas is uh, under study, uh, compatriot, friend, they will allow us in as long as we send word ahead. What can we expect to, to find in there? Books, study. Uh, the inner sanctum of exaltation is uh, interesting in that though Candlekeep is very large from the outside, it is even bigger on the inside. It's, well, it, there is definitely touches of magic about, and it is easy to get lost. So just stick by my side, and you will find our way. But as for what to expect, uh, welcoming people, astudious people. I try not to get uh, caught up in any debates, though. Those can last quite a while, and your head can get right twisted round. I mean, do Candlekeep take sides in conflict, mm. or do they remain neutral? It depends on what the conflict is. Uh, Candlekeep itself is a place of respite, of study. Though there have been times in the past that they have indeed sided with some of the larger cities. When places like Silvery Moon call for aid, uh, Candlekeep will deliver what aid they can. Hmm. Incredibly powerful mages at their disposal, though most of them are devoted to their own study. Yes, I imagine there must be some quite powerful people here. Uh, do your best to not get on any of their bad sides. They may look frail of body, but uh, you will be strung up by magic uh, faster than you can blink. Uh, do you think any of them would... Uh be so kind as to like uh put a 
a symbol on my staff and kind of make a it float there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, v helped me make a, a little thing. I, I like ruffle through my bag and I pull out the little the little sun looking thing made of birch wood and, and some gold. Ah. Uh, yes, uh, maybe. I suppose it would uh, depend on what form of payment you are looking to give. Most inside here have no need of money, as Candlekeep provides. But things of interest, knowledge, stories, books, things of that nature tend to get you rather far. And there may be one willing to do so, even Silvira herself, if we have the time. I, I might have some interesting things that they would... Uh find reasonable hmm. interesting you just wanted to float on your staff yeah you know yeah I, I i still want to be able to use it as a a wacky stick a wacky stick uh yeah what, what a request make this float please <laughs> hey we will see if any uh will take you up on your offer but uh, i will ask around in case hmm. what um what are we going to do about that shield? His While eyes. I was uh, slipping in and out of consciousness, sleeping, uh, it seemed like there was a lot of nonsense going on about it. I mean, it seems like V's attached to it somewhat, psychologically. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to... Yes, I don't think it's entirely of her own will. Oh. Do not I not chat with whatever's inside it, and it doesn't exactly come across like the most benevolent entity. I, I do not think you need to fear, my friends. Uh, once you meet Silvira, I think everything will become clear. She has vast amounts of knowledge and things of this nature, and maybe she knows of the shield. Or if not, knows how to find out about it. The great library here is vast. <clears throat> and there must be something about a shield of this nature, or of things like it. And maybe there is a way to uh, free our friend V. But for now, I suppose we relax and clean up. And he goes and like grabs like a rather hefty scrub brush and some soap and begins to just like scrub down <laughs> everything. I suggest you do the same. Silvira is rather particular about cleanliness. All right. This is where we flash over to the other room where now we have uh, all of our other friends. Uh, maybe the shield propped up on the wall over there uh, as, you know, Rowan... Uh, Enters oh, the back there and yeah. Put it over. Oh. Yeah. You just place it down. You're not giving it away. It lets That's you true. place it down. Okay. Um, and and Rhea, you know, do they enter the pool and relax? Rhea like sinking below the surface of the water for a time, a little bit longer than you expect her to, and then she comes back up and goes, "Oh, this is nice. This is. Nice. I can't help but feel a little bit guilty that I'm enjoying the." respite provided here and not already on my way to help my people but by the gods this is nice sometimes sometimes I wish I had flesh like you it must be nice I can sense the temperature change but I can't really enjoy water that deep into my systems do you feel pain I, I've always wondered this. Watching oh. you in combat. Oh, yes, yes. I... I can't feel comfort. 
Well, it's in a different sense than I think, you know, you look like you're really relaxing. Huh. Mine is more like just a change of temperature touching my skin. I can I can feel it being a nice feeling, but it doesn't seem the same as the sensation you're getting. Understood. Well, casts a glance over to the shield and she, what do you think about that thing? I don't know. Rude seems like such a kind person when we first met him. Said that he was a celestial and frankly I believed him but I've been doing that a lot. I guess I haven't really learned not to always to not trust people as much. <laughs> I uh, gotta work on that. It's I'm a little worried but there's something the way he speaks it makes me want to assist in bringing him to Avernus. I, I can't explain it. Part of me knows that this isn't what I need to be doing, that I need to trust my friends, and that there's not a good thing, whatever it is. Um, but I still have this yearning to bring him to Avernus. doesn't seem natural, like your own desire? It's like my desire, my own, it's being mixed. I don't know how to explain it. I both want to bring him there and I don't. I, I don't seem, I've never had anything like this. It's, it's difficult to explain. Interesting. Well, uh, if anyone has the answers, Candlekeep is probably it, right? Yes. Yes, and that's what I'm hoping. And I truly hope it is a celestial being, otherwise if we've been wandering around with some kind of fiendish entity and that just makes my skin crawl. Ah, uh, yeah. Hadn't considered that, but yep. Um... Oh, goodness. What have I gotten myself into? Uh, no, no, please. Uh, um, I know you can't really feel as relaxed as this, but let, uh, let's maybe get cleaned up. Um, and well, we'll deal with this after, after. Uh, V's gonna grab, like, some water and, like, a towel and stuff and start just, like, cleaning, yeah, just cleaning off, off just, like, all of the stuff. metal, just, like, yep. getting everything. Yeah. Uh, a lot. Um, eventually, on both sides, their attendants would come in, and they would take the clothes and replace them with them being cleaned. Doesn't take much time at all. There's clearly some kind of magic in play here, as you note that your clothing and your armor has been mended, polished and shined. And Cyrus's robes have been mended up, and 
There's no evidence of, like, stitching or anything else. Everything seems to be magically put together. Oh, I miss Clem. Right, uh, we never really talked about that, did we, so much? Um, Clem was your, uh, looks over to Hugo, uh, butler? Yes, he wasn't too dissimilar to you, actually, in some ways. We also found him in a dungeon, um, somewhat worse for wear. He was also a spy. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. No, not really. He, he was more of a, a... sort of an unwanted relative, really. Um, who seemingly was then captured and, and tortured by by the people in, in the... well, the bathhouse basement I mentioned earlier, actually. Uh, they and were then, torturing people in their bathhouse basement. Yes, it was. there was a lot of awful things going on. Baldur's really, Gate uh, is a terrible place. Oh, it, I agree. It's, it's quite awful, yes. It's part of the reason I want to do it. Anyway, um, yeah, so essentially he didn't really have anywhere to go and he was staying in my house and eating all of my food and I said, well, you could at least, you know, clean up the place a little bit. And then he did and then he exploded. So... I feel like we skipped a whole lot of steps within there about, uh... You would actually be surprised as to how few steps we skipped, honestly. Um, he ate some eggs and then he exploded. He ate some eggs. Yes. Right, I remember the eggs. Um, you planted some seeds in the courtyard after saving me. Yes, it me. turns out those eggs, um, not in their normal form, but should you eat them, highly internally explosive. But why? I don't know. But well, why did you plant those seeds in the first place if something so dangerous could happen? Well, I'd got an inkling that something could happen, and I thought it would give us a way to escape. I didn't know that I was going to essentially create some noisy mushrooms, a campfire, and some... Blue campfire. Sort of blue campfire, yes. And uh, some sort of incredibly allergic eggs. I thought it would be something more useful. I suppose would be... Well, not that those things aren't... Well, maybe not the screaming mushrooms, but those things could be useful otherwise. But, you know, I thought it would be something more useful for our situation because we were quite cornered at that point. It's true. That That's right, Hugo. I totally forgot about that. Don't you still have some left? I do, yes. Um, I believe I planted three. We should... So we I've should... got a few left as well probably put them wherever we're going to put the shield. This is not... Maybe we shouldn't plant anymore. But th if we do go to Avernus, think you'd never know how useful... Yes, if, if we're going to be in trouble, I'm going to keep them with me, because I believe I have <sighs> three, four left. Four. I only have the original number, whoops. I think I got seven we agreed on, seven, so I think I have yeah. four left. Yeah. Um, yeah, so well, let me actually add that so I don't forget. Sure. And while you do that, oh. we're going to say that, hey, everyone's over at the inn now having a quick drink before heading inside there. Uh, the hearth, the pub has a low ceiling supported by massive wooden crossbeams and narrow shuttered windows. A large fire pit in the middle of the room is surrounded by half a dozen tables and matching benches. There's quite a lot of people in here, both guests and monks enjoying each other's company and a dozen patrons are here right now. The one that stands out the most is a, an ogre sitting by himself in a corner oh. reading a book titled The Sum of Theology. Ogre um, Magi. Is the, is the book really big, or has oh, he got big glasses on? He's got big glasses on. He's got this headband on as well. And uh, the book is rather small in his hands, though it does oh. seem thick. Does he look friendly? 
he looks nice enough and people do oh. walk by occasionally and chat to him and he gives big like ogreish smiles as well um but yeah back back to what you guys were discussing i just we're we happen to be at the hearth now after oh, everyone's look. gotten cleaned up so what we've decided on with the beans right is plant two now take two to a <laughs> No, that's not be, uh, There is something kind of funny about the idea of planning in the middle of the courtyard just to see what would happen. Well, yes, I, I guess... think we might get in some degree of trouble should we do that. The screaming mushrooms might not be welcome. I do well, not advise planting those here. Maybe we should leave Candlekeep first and then plant them outside. Well, Clint, that sounds like somebody trying to be safe. But no, I don't think we should plant them here at all. I'm taking them wherever we may go. Alternatively, I, I mean, there's a lot of really good mages here to be able to deal with whatever issues that come up. You've I, already brought some sort of ridiculously evil shield into the party. Uh, Stop advocating for further chaos, okay? At least for now. Do we know that it is evil? I'm, I'm sorry. We, we could oh, I'm, pretty think... I'm pretty sure it's evil from the conversation I had with it. I think just looking at it alone, it, it, looks, it looks evil. It does have a rather... <laughs> Yeah. V looks like panicked at Rhea, like. Yeah, I um, I, mean, I did mean to mention that earlier. I mean, it, it, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but it does look rather. It's fangs. I, I thought it was just you know like intimidation tactics for shields, right? You're supposed to. But um, if it's supposed oh, to be no. a, a celestial bean in the shield, I don't think celestial beans are. are well, covered in spikes and if fangs. it was, well, they could just if put it, it in the shield. There, Right, yeah. if it was trapped there, then maybe um, it, it was created in such a way that would be intimidating and people would think it's not a celestial, so they wouldn't free yes. the being inside. So um, uh, what, do, what do they call that in Falser? Uh, reverse psychology? I think yes, I'd, that's, sh that sounds I... like something smart. Sure. He's yes, like nodding. I... Like... Yeah, it's like, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. I think it's not necessarily anything uh justifiable in the shield to be honest it well, could be celestial like you claim not all celestial things are good celestial things can actually be quite evil i believe so um yes it, it could still be i'm not ruling it out all i'm saying is it's probably not somebody we want around too long have we tried feeding the shield some eggs that could work <laughs> i don't think the mouth on it works fully also, you know, we have a bunch of like know, weird sorry. objects. We can we can probably maybe ask some of the mages here to be like, "Hey, do you know what these like all the scope of this, especially for the beans? Maybe maybe next time we'll know a little bit beforehand. Like, hey, it's gonna it's gonna pop out a bunch of flowers. Don't sniff them. Something Cyrus, like half that. the fun is the surprise. I disagree. Krillin <laughs> died. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it's not fun. Oh, well, uh, what time is it currently? Uh, you got here in mid-afternoon, so it's probably pushing closer to evening after the bath and now being at the end for just a little bit of time. Um, yeah? Okay. Um, well, maybe we should rest for the night and then, you know, crack of dawn, we should try to get into, um, the Great Library and see if we can figure out any of these items. Well, I'm going to go get a massage first. All right. Grab my spot. head over and go get a massage. And yeah, I mean, the, the inn is, is open for you to to stay here if you would like to. 
Um, and I think that's a that's a good point for us to take a, a little bit of a break and we'll get through the Emerald Door in the Great Library the next day. So yeah, let's do that. We'll be right back. Holy. You said that so scaringly. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, no, machination. Day, I was like. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to Candle Keep. Wow, we actually finally got here. Look at us. This is great. Uh, after a restful night's sleep, uh, Cyrus, you are now at exhaustion level two, though you do st still feel in pain. You have at least gotten one night's rest post massage which was also incredibly painful on your new appendages um you do find sleep finally good very good so uh in the morning a uh, falister fisk would you know meet you outside the inn here he looks rather proper he's wearing a rather nice clothing it seems he had hidden away in a bag somewhere and he kind of looks sheepishly he's like ha i kept them clean because uh, you have to show up looking really nice for work sometimes, you know? Anyway. Uh, he will take you up to the Emerald Gate. After talking to the guards here and alerting them to who he is and a message being sent to Silvio Savikas, eventually you're let inside. It doesn't take super long. It's likely that they have magical means of communication to people throughout the inner sanctum here of the Great Library, and you would be allowed inside there. So, moving in, Falister Fisk seems to know exactly where he is going, and as you enter Exaltation and the surrounding Great Library, what he said was correct. It is large on the outside, but inside it seems to go on forever. The twists and turns of the various different shaped buildings of different styles are all much larger on the inside than they are shown on the outside, and it creates a mass of maze that rather hard to navigate. Fortunately enough, you do have a guide to help you. The tower here is housing hundreds of monks and wizards, thousands of books and scrolls. You make your way to Silvira's laboratory, located in one of the spires here. The walls of the circular tower uh, chamber are punctuated by arched windows that are currently shuttered. Bookcases filled with eldritch volumes stand between the windows, while tables crowded with specimen jars and alchemical equipment and other clutter. Engraved into the floor of the chamber is a large nine-pointed star. A middle-aged tiefling dressed in wizardly robes stands by one of the windows, caught in a fugue of intense contemplation. Perched on the corner of a table nearby is a spindly little demon with warty green skin, buggy eyes, thin black horns, and a whip-like tail. Like that guy. It's almost cute. Almost cute, right? The tiefling turns around here, her reddish skin and long curling horns as she recognizes... <laughs> I can't tell you how pleased I am to see you all. Especially you, and she did like a nod over to Falister, and he smiles warmly, and they, they hug each other as he enters, and he's like, Oh, it is so good to be home, Silvira. What have you brought me as this agglomeration of people wander inside her sanctum? 
the little closet pops up and lands on her shoulder and bears its teeth in somewhat of a smile? It's hard to tell. <laughs> what is that? Oh, uh, this is, uh, this is Jezebel, my familiar. She adds the, just the perfect pinch of mischief to my life, so I've kept her around for quite a while. Oh, I'm, I'm going hello, to, Jezebel. I'm going to attempt to say hi, Jezebel, in Infernal. Uh, yeah. It cocks its head at you. Oh, uh, uh, unfortunately, Jezebel here speaks abyssal. Quite different language than the Infernal that you have just said, though. I understood your Infernal quite well. Where did you learn to speak it? Um, I was born knowing it. Uh, same with Celestial. I'll, I'll say, like, hello in Celestial. It's like, um, yeah, my family doesn't look like this. Hmm. Case study. I will have to question you on that later, I think. That being said, please do uh, come sit. Uh... Isabel, can you have one of the monks uh, attend and bring some more chairs? It seems that we have many more visitors than I was expecting today. And Isabel will go bounding off down the hall. Eventually, a monk will come back carrying multiple chairs from the outside the hallway, and they fill the room here, situated around the nine-pointed star. Silvira will sit gracefully in her rooms, crossing her legs, as Closet perches on the chair back behind her. So, Alistair, what have you brought me? Well, I was doing my bit of spying, and uh, I was doing it really, really well. And I had uh, gotten infiltrated in, and I was taking uh, mental pictures with my mind of the layout of the underground uh, cult activity that was happening there in Baldur's Gate, and then I got captured. I was uh, thrown into a cell being guarded by some bearded devils. Fortunately, and he gestures broadly to the group here, I made some new friends. Well, I said I could take them to you because you might have some knowledge on the things that uh, they... Carry, as well as uh, Elturel, seem to be quite keen on uh, recovering it or saving it in some way. And Rhea here nods vigorously. So I, uh, I give the floor to them, so they may they may ask questions of you, Sylvia. I do not mind. She nods and smiles a bit. Right then, I note that one of those things that you carry, and she stares directly at the shield, is of quite great interest. What else do you have? Um, I will take out the uh, box with the potential contract. Yeah, and she she looks at it, and she like her eyes wide, and she holds out her hand. Please. Uh, there you go. She snatches it quickly and takes a look at it, and she's, Alistair, you should have led with this. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. I've been suspicious of the High Overseer of Elturel for a long time, but no one wanted to hear my concerns, because Thavius Krieg was widely regarded as a hero who saved his city from an undead scourge, giving rise to the holy nation, nation of Eltergard. Held as a savior, Thavius made all citizens of Elturel swear an oath called the Creed Resolute, which binds them to defa defend the nation of Eltergard. 
I met him years ago, and my instincts told me he was a bit of a charlatan. Afterward, I grew to suspect he had cut a deal with one of the more powerful devils, using the Creed Resolute, to bind all of El Terrell to his dark deal. I want to prove my theory. And this, she holds up the puzzle box. It's locked inside of here. She examines it, and then asks Jezebel to fetch her a flask of this dark liquid. He pours a small amount into the maze-like troughs carved into the box's surface. She then tips the box, so the liquid flows in certain directions in maze-like patterns until the box's horn inlay pops loot loose and it breaks apart. Oh. Oh, cool. <laughs> I love Jezebel's I... look. <laughs> I could have done that, Cyrus. No, no, no. Okay, so, by the way, we tried to open it she st she did first. She started feeling bleh. I thought maybe because of my relationship with you know God, um, I could do it. No, I started feeling weird too. So um, I kept it from everyone else uh, in the party because I didn't want anybody Yo, to get hurt. I don't think feeling kind of cute though. <laughs> That's the real question. Uh, yeah, she's hot. Uh <laughs> I think I think we were quite happy to let you have it, Cyrus. Fine. As it swirls open and places down on the table there and she reaches inside the box, she looks over at Cyrus and says, It's good that you did not make any more attempts to open it, otherwise it would have crushed your mind. And she pulls out a stack of nine chain-linked plates, each three inches on a side, cast of dark iron, stamped with infernal runes. She lays it out in front of her on the table. Begins to read. Be it known that I, Thavius Creek, High Overseer of Elturel have sworn to my master, Zariel, Lord of Avernus, to keep the agreements contained in this oath. I hereby submit to Zariel in all matters and for all time. I will place her above all creatures, living and dead. I will obey her all my days and beyond with fear and servility. I recognize the dispensation of the device called the Solar Insidiator, she pauses for a moment, taps like her chin. Interesting. Hereafter called the Companion. In my capacity as High Overseer of Elturel and its vassal territories, I acknowledge that all lands falling under the light of the Companion are forfeit to Zariel. All persons bound by oath to defend Elturel are considered forfeit. I further recognize that this dispensation will last 50 years after which the companion will return to whence it came, taking El Terrell and its oath-bound defenders with it, if that is Zariel's wish. This is my everlasting pledge. Rhea begins to cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, did Rhea tell us that Zariel was the angel who saved them or helped them? I think so, yes. Silvira nods. She was. She was. Savius Creed needed to consult with a legal firm. That was awful. A terrible deal. Gods. I I can't believe he would. I mean, there's betrayal and there's machinations, and then there's that. 
They're selling out an entire nation worth of souls to a demon. I... This goes beyond anything I thought he might have done, but... It is good to have confirmation. And she nods over to Faustus. And if it wasn't you that brought it to me, it's gl I'm glad that you brought the people. Damn. She, like, reaches over and she gives she gives Rhea, like, a, a handkerchief from her pocket in one of her robes there and hands it over and Rhea begins to try and, like, stifle her crying. Does seem quite hopeless at this point. Hmm. That being said, she points at the shield. Where did you come by that? Devius was said that he was researching it. Hmm. And um well, I was curious. <laughs> and you picked and it up, didn't you? I did. And it spoke to you, didn't it? Yes, yes. And now you can't quite let go. Please tell me I can. Oh, it may be more complicated than that. The shield is a symbol of good's triumph over evil. Gazing at the beauty, though vicious, one can easily overlook the terrible force bound within it. Its name is Gargoth, I believe, though it will call itself the Hidden Lord. V, you feel anger emanating from the shield. Just an intense amount of hate. Well, she just doxed him. I mean, that's not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pit fiend sent by Asmodeus to corrupt mortals on the material plane. And there, it amassed such a following as that to rival gods. In that way, Gargoth became a sort of demigod, having worshippers increased its powers exponentially. But oh, how the mighty have fallen. And again, you feel an immense amount of just hate emanating from the shield. The shield has the power to corrupt everything around it. The Hoon family of Baldur's Gate had kept it for years. Doubtless, they are going to want it back. <clears throat> but this shield should not be taken to any place where thousands of mortals reside. It should be locked away in an extra-dimensional space, away from corruptible souls. So if he's locked in a shield, this Gargoth, mm. who, by the way, I've had a chat with him as well, lovely fellow. If he's locked in a shield, why does he want to return to Elturel? He wants to go to Elturel? Not Elturel, sorry, Avernus. English is hard. What do you think? Omen is hard. <laughs> Maybe the foolish fiend thinks they may be freed there. Uh, he's gonna, like, look at the shield and, like, think, you know, to it and be like, So it was all lies. No. No, I will serve you faithfully. Take me to the Nine Hells. I swear, I will guide you and advise you in the ways of Avernus. Did, did you not hear what she just said? 
She said you corrupt everything. You're... you're a fiend. You're not a celestial. You lied. And I... It is the I nature of things. You. I... I trusted you. I wanted to help you. You are going to help me. You made a promise. You made a deal. I'm and V's gonna like turn turn to her. Um I was I was tricked and I made a deal with the shield to bring it to Avernus. Huh. Is there any way to break such a deal? Completion of the pact would be a good start. Uh, breaking it may be a bit more difficult because your side of the deal will then be forfeit and, well, if I know fiends, likely your soul will be as well. She's gonna, like, look at it. My friends... I don't know if I can continue with you. I don't want any of you being in this much danger for such a foolish thing that I did. I'm willing... I'm willing to sacrifice my soul so that others won't be hurt, but you have to promise that you'll have to take care of the shield and put it and lock it away. V, I don't mean to ask this in an offensive way, but given your origins, do you have a traditional interpretation of a soul? My father has always said that when I, when I began life, it was through means of putting my soul into this body, to tying it down and interweaving it. Hmm. So I, I believe I do. that is the measure of a man. Auto reference. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can also just like take the shield and like kick its ass while we're there. <laughs> yes, I was thinking yeah. that actually. We could take it with us and then just, you know, by our usual. Apparently, it's a, a pit lord. <laughs> well, I don't know what. Yes, I don't, that's a good question, actually. Sorry. A pit fiend. How big a problem are we talking here? Oh, well, you are speaking of a pit fiend that might still have the powers of the demigod that it became. So... Right. right. We have Cyrus, and he glows in the dark. So. I don't. Uh, it's not quite powerful, that. It, mm. If we bring it there and it's released and we're not able to deal with it, hundreds of thousands might lose their life. Hmm. Who knows what chaos this thing will bring. Um, V, do you remember the exact wording of your deal? Do I remember the exact wording of the deal, honestly? Okay. Um, it was made sort of in a rush. Yeah, it was. Um, told it 
that I would bring it to Avernus. I suppose I didn't tell, say, how deep into Avernus, but... What if you... This might seem silly, but you said you had to bring it to Avernus. What if you stepped across the threshold and stepped right back? You brought it to Avernus? Well, so, would that be as a, as a lawyer, did you specify when you would take it to Avernus? Yeah, maybe set it down for a little bit. And, uh, set you it intend, down for a few sir? thousand years and, you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't have a normal physical body, so. If there were no terms established, then theoretically it doesn't really hold any sway over you. It's true. I I don't believe I said when. And I'm, V's going to, like, look, listen to, like, the shield and see if they're saying. It's just like, bro. Uh, it's it's I don't believe quiet. we did specify those terms, Rude. Address me by my name, mortal, now that you know it. No, I seem to like this one. I think it's more fitting. Just angry. Just so angry. <laughs> Just so mad. Just so me mad. <laughs> so salt. Yeah. Is there no way we can, I don't know, sort of, you know, cleanse the shield? I'm not really the most arcane of person. Is there oh, no... Oh, no I, I think, actually, the best place for it is inside that shield, where it is... Its power is mostly in case. It is trapped there. Yes, I mean, you certainly know better than me. I'm just... Just thinking nope. if there's any way we can get it off our friend's arm, essentially. V. V, did you, um... Did you bathe with that on? No, I'm. I was able to to leap to drop it down. I just, when trying to hand it to Hugo, I couldn't. It's. Let me see, and then she's gonna like attempt just to put it down onto the chair, yeah. and stand up. It allows you. Okay, and uh, she steps a couple of steps away from it. Is is that it? Is that it? Was it as simple as that? I I just. For some reason, I if can't keep give it to anyone away. else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you do you have any like I don't know, like magical boxes that we could like put this in that would theoretically keep it there? We have plenty of interdimensional spaces that we could utilize. Cool. Is... Let's do let's do that. Let's kick the chair um with the shield on it into the thing, and uh, boom, problem solved. It, it is a room. Um. That I will need you to carry it to. Well, we'll just pick it up by the chair. Yeah. Fine. Alternatively, is there like a box or something that we could keep it in that would also protect it? So let's say I carry the box to Avernus. And it well, would still be trapped into. That's true. I say we throw it in the room on the chair see what happens hopefully nothing okay uh yes you know well, i would say however for the sake of you know avoiding temptation or any form of you know uh unconsensual influence v probably shouldn't be the one to carry the chair and perhaps should keep a distance well francis you picked those mushrooms with that magical power right Perhaps you can help in this situation? I don't think it uh, has the power to lift a chair with this, a large shield on it. It, uh, it. I think my ears might explode if I try to do that. I, 
I've had but, enough um, of exploding, so probably not that then. But I, I, I'm happy to carry the chair, and I still have a vial of holy water, so perhaps if I, you know, rinsed my hands with it beforehand, you know, get sterile, and uh, I could carry it that way to avoid the influence. I suppose that might uh, work. I mean, we're basing that essentially on absolutely nothing, but it might work. No, Hugo, this is... This was my mistake. I will do it. I was going to say, make Cyrus. Rowan could do it. She doesn't complain. <laughs> Rowan loves it. I don't want She's anyone strong. else to be influenced. <laughs> it, it's my burden to carry. I... I will do my best, just... Wait, hang on. Aren't we, like, surrounded by mages? Can't somebody just, like, levitate it there or something? Oh, I really have no desire to interact with the shield. It's corrupting influence. Rather powerful. Oh, so we just make sure nobody touches it, right? So do we wrap it in a cloth and lift on the chair? I don't know. I will provide the room. I, however you decide to transport it is up to you. Well, that's incredibly half-helpful of you, thank you. Uh, I suppose, well, yes, if there's no better solution being offered, we'll lift it by proxy. So how? Um, I'm... Cyrus, Cyrus and I? Francis and I? V, I really don't think you should touch the thing. I really don't want you guys to accidentally touch it either. It's fine. It yeah, I have enough fine. bad influences in my life. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I I have walls built around my mind that no, nothing could penetrate. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? <laughs> That's why his spell casting is so fiercely powerful. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge. Uh, interesting. Yes, if it tries anything, Francis can cast vicious mockery. <laughs> <laughs> Make fun of its name. You metal-faced oaf. Okay. Uh, uh, let's like let's to... let's do it then. You go. Right, yes. I'll, I'll. Okay. Very well. Yes. I'll. I'll grab like the the back of the chair and kind of prefer the legs to Francis. I guess. I guess I'll, I like I'll take. This. I will also sprinkle a little bit of holy water on my hands. <laughs> yeah. And you get closer to it, and the room becomes very, very dark. shadow seems to emanate out from the shield. Oopsie, put the lights on, please. everyone <laughs> to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. God damn it. Fuck you, shield. 22! <laughs> Natural one! Yeah, you know what makes rolling. sense. Hang on. Uh, why am I, oh, I had to refresh, sorry. Yeah, 14. I didn't roll with me. I got an 11. Mm. <laughs> if I failed anything, I'm gonna add a dice to it! Uh, add it. Uh, Alright, nice. Uh, oh, wait a minute. The shield's eyes seem to glow. Uh, 19. No. As the darkness emanates outwards, and <clears throat> you feel yourselves full of fear, of dread. Cyrus, you're able to suppress the worst of it here, but V, like, tunnel vision on the <laughs> shield itself, and it reaches into your mind and says, Do not let them take me. You cannot let them take me. Um, and I'm just under that influence, right? So, okay. Um, 
wait, I've I've changed my mind. We have to save. And she's actually gonna cast Wall of Fire to see if she can like split them. <laughs> wait, from... she's, she's not holding the shield though. Oh yeah, you have to the shield. You can't do that. You have to be holding the oh, shield. Okay, good. good my good. goodness. Okay. <laughs> That's what she would do. Like, <laughs> I, do we do we notice like well V's yelling at us right to to stop. I guess she's gonna uh, run to the shield. When she then. starts, as soon as she's like, yeah, I would say like, Rowan, Cyrus, grab her. Well, what do do me and Hugo feel anything? I, I you feel you feel afraid. You feel fear. You cannot approach the the shield. You cannot. Oh, fuck shield. What about me with the nineteen? No. Oh god damn the shield. Bees bees running. Stash actioning. Yeah. Um, Silvira's just sitting across the room. She's saved, and so she's just looking at the shield. It's like having a Renault Clear running at you. Jesus. Shout to the exhaustion, because yeah. my speed is half. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be able to beat V there. V, you get to the shield first. Hmm. Silvira just shakes her head. Well, it seems as if that decision has been made for us then. Looks like Gargoth will be going with you. Hmm. Um, the so darkness v... fades away as you touch the shield. Yeah, V takes. The I shield would off. like to speak infernal. Let let V do what she was doing first okay. before you you walk over it. Uh, V takes the shield, and I would think that she comes down from that command essentially, mm-hmm. right? And she's looking at it, and she she just fear. And she, she puts it like behind her and says, I, I can't, I have to protect it. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, hmm. I, I can't let you guys go with, did you see that? I, I must go to Avernus. Yes, it seems as though our fate has somewhat been forged in that regard. Very well. Hmm. Well, perhaps our new friend has enemies in Avernus, and we'll find someone there to help us with it. So, uh, just saying this in Infernal. So, Silvira, um, do you think you could put our friend here uh, to sleep? Uh, she's not a normal uh, flesh entity. But you might know something. Then we can kind of like drag her body there. And I don't know. Actually, do you think you oh. could put the entity in the shield to sleep? No. Okay. Can anything harm the entity in the shield? You. He's speaking in Infernal, so like the. Oh shit. The, the conversation here is yeah. just in that. Um, you can ask her that, but just letting you know. Yeah, no, my bad. I forgot this. She answers in common here. While the shield holds Gargoth there, he is invulnerable until freed. You will find it incredibly difficult to destroy the shield, much less the entity inside. Would take a lot of power that I, even I do not have, to be able to do so. Though I do think he is secure in there. The magic that was used to seal Gargoth inside is quite powerful. And V, you feel just, again, anger from the shield. Just so angry at being confined. 
Shut up, you're getting your wish. Quiets and grumbles a bit. <laughs> I think, though, the shield Gargoth may not be happy to hear it. Avernus may not be enough. The magic there is strong, but the sealing done on that shield to keep him inside, I think might be strong. Again, just like, just angry. Be roll me an insight. All right. 19, of course. You sense fear from the shield, from Gargoth. Oh, well, this is a motion that you haven't shared with us yet. What Are you a little bit afraid? I'm not afraid of anything. I'm a god, do not fear. Demigod. If that. Oof. Well he shuts up. <laughs> so now what? How do, do we how do we go to Avernus? Right, so um the only way into Avernus that we know of right now is by plane shifting. Now, here in, in Candlekeep, though, I cannot cast that spell due to the wards cast on this place, but I can get you there to a place that, um, that will take you. <laughs> You'll be meeting a friend of mine, um, a wizard named Traxagor. Lives in a tower about 20 miles from here. I've loaned him a spellbook or two, so he owes me a favor. I can have you delivered safely to his tower. He can use a plane shift spell to take you straight to Elturel. Even more importantly, Praxagor is looking after an old friend of mine, someone with a history of battling devils in the Nine Hells. I think you'll enjoy her company very much. Her name is, um, Lulu. You'll meet her when you arrive. Hmm. Now, that being said... Huh. Here, she, like, shuffles through some things and pulls out a long, rolled-up piece of parchment shows you this. Now, this here is a map of Avernus. Now, it might not be entirely reliable. The creator went mad making it. So just be aware. This is the only known existing map of Avernus on this side. So do take good care of it. I can't wait to visit the the hell wasp nests. <laughs> I would be incredibly careful about those. There are stories oh, that what? they, when they kill you, they place their eggs inside and you explode outwards, becoming your body becoming a hell wasp. It's enough up. explosions. Yes, we don't need any more egg explosions, thank you. Oh, uh, well, if you aren't a fan of explosions, Avernus is actually quite the wrong place to be. Mm. Meteors and fireballs and things of that nature just do go off from time to time. I will say the the demon zapper sounds awfully useful. Yes, well, <laughs> uh, Avernus is the plane where the blood war is being fought between demons and devils. Zapper is quite useful in the devils and staving off any incur incursions of the demons themselves. Um, he's gonna look at the shield and like. Upon seeing this map, where was it exactly that you wanted to go? 
Just take me to Avernus. Hmm. Well, seeing as we're going to have to go now, and you did promise me power, you may as well unlock it entirely. So that I can keep you safe. When you keep your promise. No more of this. I do not trust you. You attempt to leave me. Of course I attempt to leave you, but it looks like we're stuck together. So as much as I don't enjoy this either. I have given you enough for now. Take mm. me to Avern. You know, I'm not feeling so shy with you. It's very strange. I guess... It reminds me of another person that I don't like as much. But I'll... I'll become more you likable for, now. for you. I'm gonna call Rhea over. <clears throat> Hopefully she's uh, settled she's, down a bit. She's recovered. I mean, she was afraid of, like, you know, the thing, uh, the, the, the shadowy darkness. She's just been kind of observing all of this, right? Like, again, because what she wants is to go to Avernus, but, like, there's a lot happening here. Yeah. I'm gonna point to the Crypt of the Hellriders on the map and say possibly an okay place to go you know if you wanted to pay respects or something don't exactly know what it'll be like i assume everything in the hells are not exactly great but uh, if are you... we have time i our mission should be to save as many souls in el Terrell as possible bound to the city i am by the creed I must return. And if Zarya wants my soul, she like, stiffens a bit. He's welcome to try and take it. I like your grit, I must say. That's all we have left. Raya, You're not wrong. I'm so sorry to have to mintermingle whatever shield thing this is with your fight, but if it does give me power, I'll try to save as many souls with you as possible. She looks at you very seriously. I don't care where the power comes from if it helps me save my people. Of well, that's good. I think that attitude will, uh, I have spent help us all work together too long. Believing in the goodness, the creed. I will do whatever it takes now. Looks very, very serious about this. Hmm. All right, so. Oh. One last thing before we go. If you wouldn't mind us looking about uh hugo has some something that i would like you to take a look at please do i silvira steps in what, what do you mean hugo i we should at least know what they do oh yes sorry you panicked me for a moment there uh <laughs> yes yes nothing else i do have uh this small pouch of magical beans that grow campfires and 
and eggs and screaming mushrooms. Would you like to take a look at them and Do you help? Mind? Oh no, please be my guest, and I'll uh, I'll panda the pouch. She takes the pouch and it's like it's a, it's a rather small pouch with these seeds, mm. right? And she puts it out on her table and thinks it takes a look at it. Huh. Said it grew magic mushrooms. A, a camp uh, screaming a, mushrooms, yeah. Screaming yes. Nothing anything as fun as magic mushrooms. Yes, a blue campfire and uh, some eggs that one of our friends ate and V and exploded. Jezebel, did you go retrieve my book of wonders? Yes. Uh -huh. Jezebel goes bounding away. I'll return in a moment. These are very curious. Hmm. I found them in a dead guy. <laughs> in inside a dead guy. Yes. Oh yes. Like a mummy. Yeah, it was, it was like a mummy. All the um, embalming fluid or something, wasn't it? No, it was in his chest cavity. I saw that it had been incised, and I I opened it up. There are very specific reasons why I never became an adventurer. And she looks over at Falister's like, this being one of them. I've... No, thank you. Jezebel returns with this thick tome that's carrying above her little closet head. Slams it down on the floor. Thank you, Jezebel. Goes, and jumps up on the table and like looks at her. Picks up the book and starts flipping through it. Well, there are different writings. Wonders like this. Now, the story I'm thinking of was, uh, there was a boy named James. Uh, the story goes that James um, and his mother were very poor, and he was given their last cow to sell so they may go buy some food. Now, why, well, I'll never understand why they didn't just butcher the cow and eat it. I will never understand. But instead of returning with money and food, he returned with... Magical beans. Now his beans grew a giant beanstalk that climbed to the clouds where he found a, a castle of cloud giants and there are some things there as well, but... Yours didn't do anything as spectacular as that, just explosive eggs, a bonfire, and screaming. Mushrooms. Mm. Seems that you didn't get that lucky then, huh? No, but I'm not averse to trying again. Well, I would advise not trying it here in Candlekeep. That would be most disastrous. Mm. Though, if you are looking to destroy other things, I suppose Avernus is a blasted place enough. You could just plant them there and see what happens. Maybe I'll plant them at the Demon Zapper. You can have a lot of fun. Would be interesting. I would advise caution. A mm. beanstalk to somewhere in Avernus may not be exactly what you're looking for. And mm. who knows what else these might do. In my records here, I will need to do some more research if we are to find anything else. This wasn't necessarily something interested me at the time, just a funny story. Hmm. Curious. Just be careful, and she pouches them up and hands them back to you. The exploding eggs sound right dangerous. Yes, they are a little bit, I think. Uh, Sylvia, I do have another question, actually, before we go. Um, I noticed on the map, taking a look at it, the map you gave us, that there's actually a monument to Tiamat. We've had some trouble with Tiamat-focused people. Mm -hmm. uh, you may notice my armor is actually styled somewhat in the fashion of dragons. I was going to ask. Yes, I, I also took this off a dead person. 
A lot of my things I came into possession that way, actually. Um, it's tiara too. Oh yes, and and V has a tiara, which is awfully nice. Um, so yes, we we've run in some bother with people who didn't like the fact that we came into possession of these items, um, who seem to be quite devoted to Tiamat. Yes. So, I was wondering, is there any risk of further encounters of that regard, or perhaps this is just an ancient ruin, or do you know anything about it, is what I'm asking, in essence. Uh, um, she, like, points at the Tiamat. Where, or the, the Tiara, where did you acquire that? <laughs> in a um, basement? Yeah, it, just various basements. Was it amongst yeah, anything yeah. else? Yes. Um, <laughs> some money. Oh. What well, would you would you call it maybe a minor hoard of treasure? I would more use the phrase loose assortment, but yes, I suppose you could call it a hoard. Maybe the piece of a, of a larger hoard of treasure. They had mentioned this, I yeah. believe. Yes, we actually took this stuff from a group of, and I'll pull out the the ball statue Harlequin mask. Uh, we actually took that from. Um, the, the Dread Three cultists, and um, when we were coming out of that, see uh, <laughs> shake her head. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, when when we came out of that uh, that den, uh, we were uh, accosted by some dragony masked individuals, mm. uh, cultists who... cultist of Tiamat, who were tracking yes. the horde of Tiamat, of which they can feel the location of. Yes. Right. So, uh, yes, I think you might have some issue there. I have a couple of items that people can just sense. Here's the problem, though. I quite like my armor. It's awfully handy. I wear it a lot. I actually barely wear anything else, to be honest. And it keeps me alive. I don't know if this is part of the horde or not, because I actually took it off one of them, so hopefully it's not. But also, I feel like mixed into our money quite a lot at this point are several pieces of that hoard. It'd be hard to tell the difference between them, wouldn't it? I fear we may have endangered some innocent shopkeepers by giving them some as well. <laughs> oh. Some inns and children and... If they can sense where that is. Mm. Whoops. Oh, the children! Oh! Yes. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> They'll be fine. Don't worry about that. Oh, no. <laughs> she just looks at the group. I have no answers for you on this one. <laughs> you have set your path. Good luck. Would you like some of the Horde? Then you can join us on this perilous adventure. Absolutely not. Jezebel? Hmm? He just, <laughs> just like looks at you and I yells. I think that's a yes. And that might be a yes. Yeah, Isabel like toddles, like, holds out its tiny little hands. Jezebel, no! <laughs> and just like oh, hops back away. Not now. Oof. Well, I guess yeah. My question really was just the the monument to Tiamat. Active? Do you know if it's act? Do you know anything about it? Is it active? Is it I not have or? never been to a vine. This oh. was mapped by someone who ended up going insane in doing so. I do not have knowledge of the current state of it, other than, apparently, Elturel has been dragged there. Well, maybe this, uh, this friend of Traxagor's, uh, Lulu, was it? 
Yes. Maybe uh, maybe Adele know more. Lulu is a, a sweetheart. Just be gentle with her. She's um. She's seen a lot. And you said she's slain a lot of uh, devils, right? She did. A long nice. time ago. Right then. Um. I suggest getting as much rest as you possibly can. And when you feel ready, I will transport you to Traxagor's tower. Is there anything else that I or Candlekeep may help you with? Is honestly a great a mission of great importance, though it doesn't seem that many can mobilize themselves to take part. It is incredibly dangerous. Uh I have a request, if it's not too much to ask. Um, could you, like, enchant this little self-made holy symbol so that it sit sits atop my staff, but I can still use it to hit people with? You just want it to, like, be fused to the top of your staff? Not like, I want it to, like, flow, because I think that would look cool. You want it to flow. And maybe, because... maybe sometimes I could make it, like, spin or something. Because it I... looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like it would be that much bother, to be honest. For confirming my suspicions and bringing me the puzzle box. Ah, oh, fine. Nice. You, like, hand her the things? Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, she just stares at you and makes, like, this lazy gesture with her hands and says something under her breath and then some reddish like magic goes out and it seems to around the symbol he picks up the staff and hands it back to you and goes does it look cool it like sits there and bobs up and down and floats but it does look pretty cool um i am going quite nice i'm going to uh kind of like half-heartedly you know like swing it around it. <laughs> to make sure that like i can still hit people <laughs> i assure you it is quite well attached Thank you! <laughs> well, I suppose, Silvera, in terms of other requests, really, the, the reality is you, you're probably aware that what we're doing is both quite important and quite dangerous, so... Indeed. I don't think it's too, too much to ask what assistance can you offer us, really, even in terms of material aid, you know? I uh, do not have much of my own. Candlekeep. We may be able to requisition you some. What are you looking for? I mean, anything to do with, you know, sustained survival, healing potions being probably amongst the obvious ones. Anything of that ilk, really. Um, combat survival we, gear. we maybe could also use a little bit more holy water. I may or may not have wasted some of mine. Well, you will find that um, most things here. There are not many places of worship or clerics of the kind. Mostly filled with arcane magic and study. So if we can find some holy water for you, I'll see what I can do. That would be quite useful. Right. Um. I have one final request, if that's okay. Make it now, before you leave. Um, and she's gonna, like, turn awkwardly to, like, Falister. I don't know if you ever found this, but uh, she's gonna like take off her like 
um, like the headpiece, like showing like her actual um, body, like her face. Um, I have, I have some blueprints of mine, and I was wondering if you've ever seen anything identical to these. It would help me greatly. Uh, he looks, looks over at Sylvia. I can take a look. I cannot promise much, though. I am a, a, a spy, if you will. Either but, of uh, you, of course. Uh, uh, like, she nods. Silvera. Right, all right. Show me. And so she's going to, like, give out, like, all of the... At this point, they're very wrinkled from people, like, actually have probably, you know... Sadaman, everyone has, like, looked and, like, yeah. kind of... And she 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 rolls it out. She, like, keeps the corners down with, like, a skull and then, like, places Jezebel on one of the other sides so it just, like, holds the things open. And she begins to, like, swirl her hand around and you note that, like, the wrinkles begin to smooth out. Be like, pressing oh. the paper here. Oh, thank you. All right, so what am I looking at? I am not necessarily mechanically minded, though... Magically so, and she points at, like, different points on the blueprint. Magical infusions here, here, and here. Interesting. Spells I would have used. Oh. Interesting. This is your blueprints? Yes, and it's, it, it's not too much. I just, if you've ever seen anything like it, it's, it's important to me. There um, are similar constructs, if you will. Oh, none. With your um, spirit? Or mind? That can be found. Uh, sometimes in, in Waterdeep, they come from someplace <clears throat> across the ocean. But nothing like this. I... Do you mind if I make a copy? how much you've helped us, I think that's fine. But just make sure that if you do have a copy, keep it very safe. There is some danger with these blueprints that I haven't. I assure you. Uh, just make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. Again. There is no safer place than Candle. She's gonna let her. Yeah. Um, she got her answer, so she's content. She just wanted to make sure. She watches this, like, she, like, waves a hand in this quill and ink dips down, and another parchment lays out. It just begins, essentially, like, printer-style, jotting the whole thing down as she looks at it and studies it. I apologize, V. I have not seen anything like this. The spells, I recognize the arcane magics yet. Technological nature of it, though. Not familiar. That's okay. I... You don't know how much relief that brings me. That means he wasn't here yet. This would have made a great gift at the door, though I understand your apprehension for maybe giving it. <laughs> yes, it's not something that's just a simple gift, but I trust you. If, You've done a lot. If I see it, I will try to find a way to contact you. You know, if you survive a vernon. A... Yes! Yes, that for sure. Uh, mm. It'll... I have very strong companions. We'll be alright. Good. 
Well then, um... She hands back the original blueprints there, and it looks like the printer has finished rather rather, <laughs> rather quickly. Is there anything else that I can do? Or would you like to take a last bit of respite? Or heading to Traxagors? I mean, I'm, I'm happy to head out, really. Yep. Um... All right. She, like, reaches for a little notebook and then, uh, hands it over to the, the group. Just, just in case you need some light reading on me. She hands you, essentially, a book of the nine hells and notes thereof. You ever feel like you need some light reading? <laughs> the information may be useful. Now, let's get you ready for Traxicles. Silvira ushers you to a crescent-shaped landing platform with a stunning view of the sea. Waiting for you atop the platform are several griffins with saddles, their handlers standing nearby to help you. The griffins have instructions to fly you to Traxicles Tower, says Silvira. Don't worry, it's safe. Each griffin can carry one rider plus gear, and they are all ready for you. Ballister walks up to the group. Ah, this is where uh, uh, we must part. Unfortunately, I am not suited to the horrors that you will see in Avernus. Oh, well, thank you for the encouragement. Alva goes back on. That's fine. He does hold out uh, a satchel. We were able to procure some of the things in the interim amount of time. Messages. Go quickly throughout the library here. And he looks, you should find inside uh, some of the holy water a couple of healing potions and, um, well, a bit to eat. Lovely. I made one of my uh, grandmother's recipes. It may be a bit spicy, but I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. With that, you all mount the the griffins. With some degree of uncertainty, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, she, V doesn't like horses. We're talking. Yeah, flying. these are flying horses. So Cyrus gets on and immediately, uh, immediately starts getting real nervous. It's possible that Cyrus has suffered a little bit from uh, some conditioned aversion from ice. Yeah, yeah, that would uh, make sense. Um, <laughs> And once you're all mounted, Rhea, again, with some apprehension, too, she's practiced at riding, being a hell rider, but never flying. Once you're all saddled up, Silvira approaches the group and gives a pat to one of the griffins there and says, They will return to us once you've deposited there and had a short little rest. Travel safely, and, um, good luck. Don't die. Thanks. Right. We'll be back. And with that, the griffins take flight, and they head out to the sea, flying just below the clouds. Candlekeep looks no less majestic from the air, but grows smaller as the griffins soar westward. Large rocky islands pass below you, and beyond them lies the open sea. After a long journey, you see a windowless, doorless stone tower, which somehow floats in the sky ahead. 
The Griffins pass through jagged holes, riddling the tower's conical peak to land on the top floor below, which has a spiral staircase leading downwards. What do you want to do? It oh, said you're, uh, you, you've landed here. You're on the griffin back. I'm not yeah. going to make I, you get on or off of them. I assume somebody will yeah. have seen us approaching. Nope. <laughs> well, okay. no, one, no one has approached. Oh, uh, okay. Off you go, Francis. Uh, I don't feel very well. <laughs> Hello? Well, you know what? I'll, I want to get off of this thing. I'll, I'll, so I'll I, I'm getting you. off so I can be essentially on the ground and I'll, I'll start walking. Uh, yeah, and if you all dismount, Rhea will as well. A little bit shaky-legged. That's what flying feels like. Hmm. That was exhilarating and terrifying. Uh, it's not as bad as falling, though. No, I suppose it wouldn't. <laughs> um. I guess I'll start descending the stairs. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Descending the stairs, one level down here, you see a cluttered chamber illuminated by various objects upon which continual flame spells have been cast. Stirring around the room is an otter? Dressed in a tiny red cassock. No way. The otter mumbles to itself in, in common, okay. mentioning something about a tuning fork? Does he wished himself Suddenly, into an otter? Suddenly, it takes notice of you and stands upright. Lulu! Lulu, wake up! Our guests have arrived! The sound of her name, a small elephant with golden fur appears from under a pile of blankets near a table strewn with alchemical equipment. The elephant takes to the air on feathery wings and lets out a pleasing trumpet sound. <laughs> That's Lulu. Well... Oh my goodness. Hello. Avernus is a lot cuter it. than I was expecting. I love it. Oh, welcome, friends. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I, he looks down and like kind of adjusts his robes in his little otter form. He's about a foot and a half tall, right? And he comes waddling over to you. Welcome to my tower. I am Traxagor. This is Lulu here. And Lulu gives another little trumpeting sound and goes, Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm uh, I'm Hugo, and these are my friends. Oh, it's wonderful to meet you all. Silvira so said that I was going to be making new friends today. I mean, hopefully she wasn't wrong. Yes. I am so incredibly confused. Um, which portion of this is confusing, my glowing friend? All of it. Um, I was expecting um. Yeah, let me let me let me let me lay it out for you. I am Traxigor, the wizard. This is my tower. This is Lulu. Yeah, I'm not stupid, um, which is why I'm wondering why you're not uh, humans. I, I was expecting they didn't they didn't brief us Who about in their the fact right that minds you were an otter. Would ever pick to be human? Cyrus, you can't just tell, ask people if you're a human or not. <laughs> um, <sighs> I mean... If we can tell, this is a little out of the ordinary to see, uh, 
as an elephant and an otter uh, moving, talking, and one of them flying and golden, and one in robes was just a bit of a shock. Um, are you? Is this? I, I've never met any of your or your race. Is this? <laughs> oh no 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 no! Uh, not uh, the otter race, though. There are actual studies of races like otters, and also um, like cats and like um like elk and birds as well bird folk they call them far across the sea uh, anyway no ah uh, i was polymorphed into an otter uh, years and years ago I, I preferred that form because well i was getting along in my years and this form is much more and he like jumps up and down and runs around a little bit, much more sprightly uh, so i um well i made a wish and um so i am now down at himself with his tiny little otter paws. I am now Traxagor the wizard otter. <laughs> I think you look great. I mean, I oh, thank you. your yeah, I, 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 yeah. creativity, to be honest. Oh, thank it's you. It's a look. It's a look. It certainly is. Right, and these robes are rather, it's quite fitting. I do have to get everything custom tailored, though, because not many people are my size. Would you believe it? Can you change, like, in and out of being an otter at will? Or... Oh, no, no. This is quite permanent. Oh. Yeah. And is that the wow. same for you, Lulu? Did you make a wish as well? She gives a little trumpet sound. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm a holly fat. Uh, it's similar to an elephant, but with wings and golden and pretty. And she like kind of floats about the room. You're beautiful. Thank you. He like comes up to you. This past month, I've I've met so many different types of races. I don't know why. <laughs> Your forms are so much more surprising than anyone else. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Um, and you, you note that, like, Lulu here uh, hasn't necessarily been speaking to you, like, out loud. But she reaches out telepathically to everyone in the room. It's nothing new for me. She's like, yeah. I'll reply, <laughs> I'll reply telepathically to and be like, I can do that too. Hello, Lulu. Yes. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, that's very interesting. It tickles. Is this what it feels like when I do it? Well, I don't know. I think our abilities are quite different, but they have the same effect, which is fun. Different, but the same. And she kind of like lands on one of the things and just like trots over all this alchemical equipment and gets How to like kick she around. If she's like, a... uh, just like this. Oh, yeah, like, okay. like, like dog medium size. dog like a size. Little Pokemon. Yeah. Like a little. Yeah. Medium nice. dog size. Uh, Lulu, apparently you're a great slayer of uh, fiends. Yes, huh. yes, I was. And Not how anymore? did you um, achieve that? Because to be honest, Lulu, and I don't mean this to be mean, you have quite a genial appearance. You know, you you uh, seem quite friendly and nice. Yes, yes. Um, hmm. Traxigor speaks up and like kind of pats her on the side. Lulu had some event some time ago that um, damaged her memory. There are a lot of events that she she can't remember, but go on, Lulu, and you've been working on it. And oh, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. That's okay, Lulu. I didn't just, mean to stress you out. She, like, trumpets a little, like, stubbornly. No, 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 no. Mm. I was with the angel Saria. When she assembled her Hellriders to attack Avernus, we went through the gate. 
tearing through devils like a song through the air. Victory was within our grasp, and then, then, then. And she, like, looks pointedly at Rhea. Some of the Hellriders betrayed us. They retreated through the gate and sealed it behind them. Before she was captured, Zariel told me to... to... Actually, we're like pats or something. Hi, take your time. Hide her sword, her sword, so it wouldn't fall into evil hands. Um, uh, someone help me find it. Someone, someone help me hide it. I don't remember who. We found a, a place to hide it. I, I don't remember where. I escaped to Vernus. I don't remember how. Most of my memory is gone. I don't remember why. Well, you sound like a, a great hero, Lulu. There you go. I am! I was! I th I think I, I was. And we have a, well, we have a very nice Hellrider with us in Rhea. She's, she's definitely one of one of the good ones. Rhea, like, approaches Lulu. Kneels down next to her. Promise you, I will not abandon you like the ones that came before. Lulu kind of just, like, nuzzles up to her and gives little small trumpeting sounds. <laughs> Right. Well, um, that being said, uh, you are supposed to travel to Avernus from from here, yes? Yes. Right. Uh, I was looking for my tuning fork. There's a specific tuning fork. Is it tuned to the rhythm of Avernus? And that will assist us in arriving there because well, the way to do this is I must travel with you as well to plane shift you there. Now, and he like, Puts his little paws together. Where in the hells did I put that tuning fork? Uh, would you mind assisting me? And you look around, like, the cluttered room here. It's like, this may take a bit of time without help. Yeah, of course we can assist you. Yes, no, by all means. Right, good, right, perfect. Um, so. Perception checks from all of you, please. Okay. Fifteen. Uh, six. I'm distracted by the flying golden elephant. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, so with a twenty. Francis, you are the one to find the, uh, the Spitting. tuning fork there. <laughs> um, yeah. And you have, you know, what you're looking for. Yeah. And you find it, like, underneath just a bunch of junk. There's no telling what it actually is, but it, there's just a bunch of garbage there. Hugo, I need you to roll me a D100. Sure thing. Uh, 43. Interestingly enough, uh, you find a tiny silver bell, but it doesn't seem to have a clapper attached to it. Oh. It's well, not I guess I'll show it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna nick it. I'll ask track score, I say. Huh? Oh, what's this? This looks curious. Oh, right. Um, well, take a look at all of the various little indentations and engravings around the edge there. Now, I removed the clapper from it some time ago. I put that. Uh, because it summons a shadow demon. Oh! Well, isn't that lovely? That is, quite... is it a shadow demon that serves you, or is it a, a, 
Yes, but also no. Um, he like lifts up his robe a little bit, and you see there's a like a tiny little scar where the hair of his otter like hasn't grown back over. Did stab me one time, so I took the clapper out, so he couldn't do that anymore. Oh, why did he stab you? Um, shadow demon. I, th I think I, I explained quite a lot yes, when I, I said that. Um, yes, maybe not as uh, so... by the book as devils, but rather chaotic. So it's a demon. Indeed. And we're going to the place where demons fight devils. Yes. Can I have this? Do you think that we oh, it's could quite, have... quite useless without the clapper attached to it. Right, do you have clapper? that? I, I mean, I have it somewhere. Because hey. then potentially if we need to get out of a jam, we could uh, summon the demon and then run away. I will advise you, it is... Um... Rather angry at being trapped inside that bell. Yeah, we don't put the we don't attach the clapper until we uh until we need to. We attach the clapper, we ring it, and then we run. Oh. I, All if right. If we can't find it, I can probably make one. Th there's very specific things about enchanted objects like this. <sighs> they must be of the the pieces that they came from. It is not whole without its original piece, and, um, well, I must have put it somewhere very safe. He starts, like, bounding about on, like, all of the alchemical table thing. Do you want to help him look for the clapper to yeah. this? This is an investigation. This is a much more in-depth look-through right, of everything uh, here. 19. 14. I got a 10. I got another 20. No, no, wow. Whatever. Francis, as Francis. you hold the tuning fork up in front of you, because no one's addressed the fact that you have found the thing that is necessary, you look back into the pile of clutter and you go, right there. It's literally <laughs> uh, right there. Tax ago, I've got but, both uh, the things here. The tuning fork and the clapper. Of course I put them there. That's why I put all of my important things. <laughs> of course. Ah, fantastic. Fantastic. Now, um, so, you like, May, may I see the bell? And he like holds out a tiny paw for the clapper. Yes, the uh, one for I, the bell. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give him it. Yeah, he's like hefting it, right? It's like the size of his head. Now, putting this back together is, uh, it takes. A... To do this, you're going to need a mending spell. Does anyone, anyone have access to something like that? Uh, no. Well, like uh... I can mend it for you now, but then it is um, quite active. Could Maybe we, we should do it then? Uh, could we tie some sort of like cloth to it so that it can't actually ring? Oh, dampen the bell. Yeah, so that hopefully it doesn't actually ring until we need it to. Maybe it's like little otter whiskers are like wriggling all about. Uh, but potentially, yes. I I don't see why not. I'm to be some cloth around here somewhere and he like rips part of his robe and starts to like line the inside he's like inside the bell right and starts to line the inside with it there and it's going to need more and he like takes off the robe the whole thing and just starts oh it's just little otter body and he just starts lining body. it all in there he's like, right then seems good enough uh, uh, and rubs his little otter paws together and mends the thing back together the little clapper onto it there right um then he like shakes the bell and it 
Oh well, it doesn't seem to ring. Marvelous. Right. I'm glad you tested it. Um, oh yes, of course. I wouldn't want you to go to Avernus without having it tested. And most importantly, we've gained an otter-shaped robe. Should we need that in our travels too? I mean, it's tore, but sure. Yeah, oh, we have mending. It's fine. Maybe at some point in the future. <laughs> Somebody get mending. For fuck's sake. I think the only fucking dedicated spell. Hey, um, I'll work right, on it. Uh, though, keep this in mind. Uh, to control the creature, you will need to know its true name. Uh, I believe it's... Um, uh, uh, like sheep? Uh, and yeah, and from the corner, Lulu's like, Papa, black sheep, have you any wool? No, 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 hey, stop that. Uh, uh, oh, Bazu, Bazu, I, uh, uh, spell like this. And he, like, writes it out with a big quill on a parchment there. Oh, okay, keep that in mind. Otherwise, well, you'll, gestures down back at the, the, the stab wound. You'll, you'll, you'll get a little shadow knife in you. Could we possibly store the that a note with it next to the bell? Cause we're gonna forget and there's gonna be an, I can imagine it right now. You know, he like he folds up the piece of paper, right? He has to like walk over and push down on it and he goes and <laughs> picks it up and like hands it. He goes, right, here you go. Marvelous. Right, well this is gonna absolutely be disastrous at some point in our future uh, adventures, and I can't wait. Who wants to carry the bell? That's the best question. I mean I can. Not me. Oh, it's a rather small bell. I, and you, probably any of you could carry it. I'll, I'll take it. Maybe okay, I don't, Francis, you can have it. Cyrus, I would give it to you, except you have a knack of falling from high places, and it might ring but when you do that. It happened once. It happened once. Once is more than enough for most people. Yeah, that's fair. Francis, just make sure you go, it's Francis. separate I'll hand from you the little swaddled bell. Tuning fork. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, like we accidentally teleported to the shadow demon plane. Whoops! <laughs> accidentally like in the bag. I'm just gonna call it demonic bell. Great. Bracket sure. shadow demon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Taxical, I have your your tuning fork here. Um, oh, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> oh, what we were looking for. That uh, would make sense. And uh, so I will hand it to him. Right. Um. How does this? How does this work again? Um. Oh, right, right. And he starts to like move a bunch of junk out of the way. Uh, former, I need you to stand together in a circle, please. Four okay. people in a circle. How the? F right. right. Uh, well, nice. We probably want Raya and and Rowan in here as well, I suppose. Yeah, Raya's obviously following the directions. Here. Uh Taxical, you said you have to come to Avernus with us. Are you, Indeed. Uh, are you just going back immediately? I will have my ways. I'm a, I, I will have to rest uh, for some time. Also, uh, Lulu's going with you. So. Lulu's coming with us? Indeed. Uh, take her with her. Permanently. He, like, he, like, waddles up to you and, like, gestures for you to, like, get down so he can whisper in your ear as, like, Lulu, like, just happily floats about the room. All right. So, um... I have this idea that Lulu is going to become invariably useful as she begins to regain her memories. I assist her in doing that, and, well, maybe, maybe you find the Sword of Zarya. Okay. Maybe. So, we have 
a rude shield, and now you want us to get a sword. Yes. From an angel who betrayed. Okay. Well, the, the sword is hidden. As long as Lulu's memories are true, uh, uh, you should be able to, to find it. If only Maybe. somebody who can use a sword shows up. Don't worry, I feel like I have a burgeoning martial ability. It's fine. Oh, perfect. That's wonderful. Uh, Raya can use a sword. <laughs> I, I'm probably going to be a fighter soon. It's fine. Awkward. Um, <laughs> well, anything else here, I think, is... Right, circle. Oh, right. Lulu, get over here. And, like, puts a big paw on her back here. And, right, now stand in a circle. Make sure you're all holding hands, touching shoulders, or whatever. Uh, right? He has the, like, tuning fork. It's, like, half the size of his body above his head. <laughs> right? And he goes, all right, then. Uh, hold on tight. If you've never done this before, it can be quite nauseating. And he slams the tuning fork down onto the floor. And he goes, And it rings outwards. And the planes shift. You're cast through the realms. And when you open your eyes, a hot, stinging air assaults your senses. The city street in which you stand is lined with buildings that are crumbling, if not already collapsed. The ground shudders beneath your feet. In the red, smoky sky... 400-foot diameter sphere of darkness discharges strokes of bluish-white lightning that strike the city at irregular intervals. Perched atop a distant bluff overlooking the rest of the city is a crumbled fortress. Praxagor gazes up at the black orb nervously, utters a few arcane syllables, and then disappears. And this is where we're going to end today's show. We got to Avernus. Stop we did it. We did it. You got we to speedrun Avernus ah. and we made it. You got to Avernus and level five. Oh, yay. So congratulations. Right. You will be leveling up between now and the next session. You have arrived in the city of Elturel. In all of its more like hell Terrell. blasted forms. Wee. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, and for those of you at home, we did it. We're there. We're in we're we're in Avernus. We descended. No yeah. more basements. No more cellars. I know, Joel. This is the mother of all basements. Pretty good. It's a pretty good base. It's the first, actually the first layer of nine different basements, if you think about it that way. <laughs> Thank goodness. So you can continue to descend downwards if you would like to. But yes, welcome. Um, you have some new knowledge, new companions, and a goal, I think. Try and make this all work. So thank you everyone at home for being here for episode 15. It only took 15 episodes and what is that multiplied by 345 hours of playtime? To arrive in Avernus. There you go. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's like already like the story's finished in Avernus because we took so long. Yeah, yeah, everything's <laughs> already done. Sure, everyone's gonna be like, "What? Everything's fine here now." There's like, there's like a janitor sweeping up. <laughs> oh, you just missed it. You just missed it. <laughs> so thank you guys for playing. Thank you at home for watching. And uh, until next time. Bye.
Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.